welcome to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media, where you'll hear advice from experienced safety leaders on how to protect your people and business. I'm Peter Steinfeld. I'm excited to welcome Matt Van Norton, Director of Security and Transportation for the Washington Commanders. Prior to working with this legendary football team, Matt spent more than 15 years in stadium operations and security with Major League Baseball franchises like the New York Yankees, the Oakland A's, and the Atlanta Braves. Today, Matt teams up with the league as well as local, state, and federal public safety officials to create a safe and seamless fan experience for the commanders. Let's listen in. Hey, Matt, thanks so much for joining me here today. Just so you know, in our three-year show history, this is the first time we've had a guest from the NFL, so I'm really excited to dive in with you. Yeah, thank you, Peter. I'm honored to be the first guest from the NFL and to uh, have a great conversation with you guys. Excellent. Well, for starters, can you walk us through your role specifically in the operations that you oversee? So again, my name is Matt Van Norton. My title is Director of Security and Transportations for the Washington Commanders. Very honored because I have oversight on a lot of different areas. So I work closely with our public safety officials from the federal, state, and local side of it. We're very fortunate because federal is right down the street from us in Washington, D.C. So working closely with our federal, state, and local officials for NFL games and also for concerts uh, as well. Uh, I oversee our stadium security program here at FedEx Field. So we are in-house with our building security guards, security guards that are in dispatch, security guards that are rovers, that most importantly protect our building 365 days throughout the year. We work closely with our event security company for concerts and NFL games. So I work closely with CSC and Apex that supports us with anything security related for concerts and games. So at the gates, on the field, walking around the facility, also in the parking lots to make sure everyone is safe. And then the last group is our transportation company. I work closely with Standard Parking Plus that provides us with our parking greeters, people that scan digital parking passes, and most importantly, making sure that guests are instructed to park in the right location for our events. That is a ton of moving parts. And as you're explaining it, I'm thinking it's almost like you're riding this crazy roller coaster on a daily basis <laughs> where you're just trying to coordinate all this stuff that's going on. So can you give us an idea of what comes standard with NFL security and transportation and what kind of support you get from the organization overall? I'm glad you asked that question. I get. I have a really good supporting cast. Two people that I didn't mention that's a part of my management team Hanan Rottenberger, who oversees our systems and oversees the day-to-day operations with our 24-7 security team. And then Cullen Aguilar, who works closely with our event security and transportation companies and partners as well. So I rely on them a lot to really like discuss the meetings, go over the after-action notes with our groups so we can make sure that we're successful for our events. NFL does a great job when it comes to the compliance and making sure that we understand the best practices. So they do a phenomenal job when it comes to what is needed for best practices for our fans, for our players, and our coaches to make sure everyone is safe. I feel like we have like the biggest bar, 50,000 people trying to enjoy a great experience for four hours on a Sunday, Saturday night, or Thursday night at our venue. So it is our job to make sure that we are in compliance. We want to make sure that people are having a safe environment. So we don't allow drones to just fly over the stadium. And we want to make sure that we have the best systems in place. So the league will have best practices over that. 
drinking too much alcohol at the gates and trying to sneak inside the stadium. We have best practices to treat everyone the same. So there is our fan code of conduct. Can't come inside the building and just smoke a cigarette inside the stands or throw a beer can at a player. We have best practices to make sure that people understand inside the building. And most importantly, feel like they're safe when you enjoy a game as well. So the league does a good job with best practices and some of our fan code of conduct across the board with that. And it is our job to make sure that we are in compliance with that. So I work closely with our event security companies, our public safety, and also our transportation so they understand what's coming from New York and how we can make sure that we're in compliance for 10 to 11 games each year. I love this idea of sharing best practices because it's better to learn from other people's problems and mistakes than... yeah. <laughs> Once you experienced yourself. So I'm just curious, as you look back on your career or, you know, day-to-day now, what's a good way for people to share those best practices without people feeling defensive and to really take to heart what is being shared? Yeah, yeah. You're going to laugh, Peter. I'm really close with my security counterparts that are in our division, to be honest with you. So I can call my counterpart in Philly, my counterpart in Dallas, my counterpart in New York. I think from on the field, they're competing, but off the field, we're, we're all one family. Mm. Or we're in a different logo. And it's very unique because I can make a phone call to New York, make a phone call to Dallas, make a phone call to Philly to share, you know, some of the good things that we're doing here at Landover, but to also get some insight to what they're doing up at their venues and how they're successful. To answer your question, you know, we would check with certain teams on just security equipment. So when it comes to how we screen our fans, There's other technology that people are using out there, other venues they're using out there to make sure that fans are having a more frictionless experience. So that's one area is that we're looking at security equipment. Could be staffing. How are you staffing your field, Matt? So you have 80 security guards. You know, what are you doing with your training? Training's another way. Uh, You're going to laugh. We call our um, field incursion team training. We do that each off-season. So basically, I'm the rabbit. I'm running on the field, and we're testing to see how the security guards respond. Oh, wow. Uh, it's love it, but I think, you know, for me being tackled, we have someone that's videotaping the response, and we're saying, Peter, like, don't leave your post. Like, Matt's teamed up with you. He's going to go out there because you never know if another individual would like to enter the field as well. Uh, yeah. uh, so training, you know, security equipment, staff deployments, is something that we utilize when it comes to working closely with our counterparts. And you mentioned before that because your proximity to the federal government, you've got some different concerns that maybe other organizations don't. So how do you partner with public officials? When it comes to federal training, it is free for resources for us. So if we wanted to conduct FBI training, our emergency tabletop training with CISA, work with the Joint Task Force, we have a strong communication with the officials. What's very unique for our building too, we have a lot of space. So they can utilize our, there's a partnership there, they can utilize our venue for training in here. And then I can use their support to train our staff. And that's kind of how we have that two-way street. So I utilize a lot of free training when it comes to the federal side of anti-terrorism for stadium security. How are we conducting training at the mill room with packages? Stuff that just really helps us out with our program, with our stadium security team. And there's any type of material that we need to share 
with our event security department, we'll work with the federal side as well. So that's been a big support overall. And then in our emergency tabletop training, which is most importantly, we conduct this once a year. We'll have everyone from federal, state, and local be a part of the tabletop. And then we'll include everyone that has a game day role that's in our front office or is one of our game day staff and partners. Uh, it's around 150 people. We go around a horn. It really isn't picking on people, but we cover a tabletop and what their role and responsibility would be pertaining to that tabletop exercise. So a lot of our listeners don't have the same challenges that you do, so they wouldn't necessarily be engaging with public officials as much as you might on a regular basis. Because you've had a lot of experience there, what would you recommend to a safety and security professional out there about the importance of and how to engage with their public officials, if not at the federal level, at least at the local city, county, maybe state level? What's a good way to interact? I would really recommend for every single professional to obviously work with your local, state, and federal partners. A lot of our professionals have a really good relationship with the local because they provide the staffing, they support the emergency action plan, they support boots on the ground in general. But you still need state and federal. And the reason why I share that, when there's any type of emergency preparedness, you want to make sure that you understand the connecting dots from local, state, to federal. Mm. Every single venue should have communication with their FBI agent, you know, to check in. There could be threats that they're receiving that you want to make sure that you communicate that to your crisis management team. You communicate that to your leadership team as well, okay, Uh, from the federal side. The state side can also, you know, support you with intel. So I think the intel, there's, there's a huge advantage there from federal, state, and local. Local is going to be a little closer with you, but the federal and state is going to really help you out on a larger scale overall. A lot of people really don't have good communication with federal and state because they're like, I really don't need them, you know, but you never know when they call you. So I think just starting off with inviting them to your tabletop exercises and really including them in your pre-event week meetings to make sure that federal, state, understands what's occurring at your venue. And if you need to make a phone call, that you have that as well. Peter, that's a great point that you brought up because this past year we included someone from the FAA, someone on the federal side. So where our venue is located, we're underneath this freeze restricted area for flights. So it is a process when it comes to trying to do a flyover, to get a drone, because we're so close to Andrews Air Force Base. But I said, you know, when we have our concerts and our games, let's have someone from the FAA in our command center. So if something does occur from a drone, if something does occur for any flight or helicopters that's flying over our stadium, that he can make the phone call for us mm. as well. It's very important to have the federal side. State's going to be big just for any support on the transportation side of it. So we work closely with the state of Maryland since we are surrounded by the Beltway and certain roads are under the state's jurisdiction. So the reason why I bring up the state side of it for the officials, the professionals here, you never know what's under state jurisdiction. It could be a roadway, it could be a private road. You still want to have their support as well. They're really big with our dignitaries. So the governor's coming in town, any other state officials, we work closely with our state public safety officials and then locals right there. They provide the staffing and they should be in line with all of your emergency operation procedures at your venue. 
I think that's fantastic advice. And I love the idea of connecting the dots between local, state, and federal, because I think a lot of people don't think about that. It's like we've got all these agencies out there and they can't do everything. Each one is supposed to do something and you need to understand that. And then when it gets passed off and if you understand it up front, then you're able to reach out to the right person in the moment instead of having to figure it out when you're under stress. Yeah. And and one thing to add to that, Peter, I think it's so important to have a good communication with federal and state because a lot of the venues, when you get the all-star game, the Super Bowl, anything that's going to really gain on national attention, you want to make sure that your federal team is in the loop. So if FedExville yeah. gets the Super Bowl, if FedExville gets the Olympics, anything of that type of level, you want to make sure federal is, is included there as well. So that's something that I always stress with our professionals is just have a really good communication with federal, state, and local officials. Excellent. Well, you mentioned before that you do host other events outside of NFL games. So what about the concerts and other things that take place at FedEx Field? How do those impact your approach to security and transportation? Is it the same? Is it different? Do you use a lot of the same lessons? Yeah, they're they're unique. I would say same 50%. So same on the staffing footprint. So we have you know, a parking team that's going to support us. We have a security team that's going to really support us. Police is going to be there. So the staffing will still be the same for concerts. What's very unique is based off of the concerts that we'll have here. So if it's Beyonce, if it's Ed Sheeran, if it's Morgan Wallen, it's a very unique, unique experience and operations coming from what the promoter wants. Mm. If Peter is uh, main artists, there's going to be a lot of demands. So for our end, we want to make sure that they understand our policies and procedures, understand our code of conduct, understand our back of house operations. And then we want to make sure that we're good partners to work closely with the venue on some of their expectations. So, hey, we want Peter to fly in. All right, we got to work for our FAA person to make sure they understand some of the best practices and, and and paperwork that needs to be signed off there. With concerts, we always look at the layout. So how does the stage look? You know, what are you promising to your VIPs? That's always going to really hit us on the security side with wristbanding. Access control is different because back of house can change off of the concert setup. So that's very unique. And then usually you'll get a lot of the concert venues starting to look at your stadium at least six to eight months out. So that's something that we're getting right now for summer of 2024. Wow. We'll conduct a lot of walkthroughs so they can get an understanding of our footprint, not just CADs, but just understanding how people can enter the building and how we can really be successful with our staffing needs. Something tells me you're a very detail-oriented man. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be in this position, man. There's so many questions. And I have a good team. So if I forget something, you know, my team will help me out. If I made a decision, I forgot about it, or I forgot to follow up there as well. And that's just unique in our role. We have so many people coming at us. So not just federal, state, local. We have the event security company. We have stadium security. We have event transportation. We also have the needs for people in our departments. You know, so our front office, from sales, from marketing, from communications, from player operations, there's so many needs. So I hope that we do a good job when it comes to exceeding expectations to help them out and giving them directions. What about the open air nature of the stadium? How do you call audibles for different weather events? That's got to be an issue. Yeah, yeah. That usually happens a lot through concerts. So lightning. If there's any type of lightning in the area, we have to go into shelter in place. You know, we can't just continue the concert. We can't continue the football game. What's very unique here, Peter, if we have a concert, we like to communicate to the actual promoter and the concert venue company to get them a heads up. 
So, hey, we're trekking lightning that's going to be coming in the area in the next 30 minutes. We utilize a weather monitoring system to really support us there. And then we work closely with our crisis management team on what call we're going to make. If it's shelter in place before the concert starts, during the concert, or after the concert, just to make sure people are safe overall. It is unique, Peter, because of, like I said, the layout of our venue and our back of house operations. So once we get the green light to go into shelter in place, it is so key to communicate to 500 to 600 staff members. Mm. We can communicate that. Alert Media supports us there with the emergency mass certification system. We also have a radio system to communicate to them as well. And then also with our productions team in the control room to communicate to guests. Yeah, communication is absolutely vital to any kind of incident like that where things aren't normal and new information is coming in quickly. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys take that very seriously. Yeah, and, and just to add to that, you know, we, we do a really good job with working with the promoters. So, you know, SOPs is something that we've cleaned up the past two years. What's your standard operating procedures when it comes to full evacuation? I mean, that's something that the concert's going to want to know overall. How do you communicate that to your guests? So if we have a country concert, if we have an R&B show, we have a car show, we want to make sure that we understand what your procedures are. One thing that we also do, Peter, is we also want to include someone from the concert venue to be in our command center. So if something does occur, they're talking directly to the stage artist and also um, the promoter as well. That's great advice. Well, what's the most memorable day you've had with commanders? Oh, man. I would say our first game this year. And the reason why for me is this is my second season with the team. I was so excited on the items that we worked on in the offseason to really put it to action with our first game. Our opener against the Arizona Cardinals, we hit record numbers with attendance, which is great from the fan side. We didn't have a lot of incidents, which was good on the, you know, commander side uh, from the team, but also in the command center. <laughs> we say that twice as well. But a lot of things that we worked on, Peter, behind the scene, it really put us in a good light. So changing our back of house operations and, you know, adding new colored wristbands, changing our credential system and making sure that we tighten up our pregame fill passes, everything that we've been working on. We had a plan. We sat down with the executives. We did training with the staff, but it really gave us a great opportunity to showcase that to our fans and to our front office staff as well. I also loved it because it, it gave us a great opportunity to welcome our new ownership with our first game. So we're the only NFL team to have at least over 10 owners part of our uh, organization. And I think we've done a great job to welcome them, make sure they were here safe, to understand some of the NFL guidelines, and what's required when you're coming here for an NFL game versus a concert. And to make sure people are just excited to really be a part of year two as the Washington Commanders overall. So you're basically a professional cat herder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can say that. I mean, it's our, our days are very unique. I think for uh, a one o'clock kick, you know, I get in around 4.30 in the morning. Uh, oh, wow. It's just to make sure that the property is ready to go, you know, overall. And it's just a lot of unique things. But I have a good team. You know, I think it's so easy for me to get the Oscar or the Emmy, but our team behind closed doors does a really good job to make sure the facility is ready to go to welcome 50,000 fans within, you know, six hours. Yeah, lots on the line when you just have those limited number of events each year and they're so big and so different each time that you got to have a lot of preparation in advance. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we do a great job. I always try to lead the charge with our team. It's so easy working in professional sports if you start off 0 and 5 that the staff members are walking in with their head down or definitely walking out with their head down. Mm. But there's a bigger picture there. So I try to make sure that we focus on the positivity and it's just things that we accomplish. How can we set ourselves from other NFL teams on things that we're really creating at our venue as well? Well, as we start to wrap up here, what advice do you have for other security leaders in sports or those who manage large events or really any industries? What are you passionate about that you'd like to share? Yeah, I think, Peter, it's so unique when it comes to walking into work every single day. So every single day working in sports is going to be just different in the off season, during the season. I would say, number one, take pride in what you're doing. It really will test you with long hours. It really will test you with long days. It will test you with changes. You might have a plan and just get changed tomorrow, right? So being patient, being calm. We're in a position, especially in security and transportation, to accommodate and provide guidance and instruction. So you might provide guidance to Peter and instructions. You might forgot. You, you might have lost the email. Still be patient there. Mm. I'm really big on patience and, and being a professional as we work closely with, you know, federal, state, local, with our front office members, with player operations, with the visiting team. There's so many things that are thrown at us as well. What I would also add to this is the professionals that are really climbing up the charts in our world are people that are looking outside of football. They're looking at saying like, how are people successful in baseball at the convention centers? What are they doing internationally? What's going on out there in Tokyo? with systems. You know, everyone has the credential around their neck, but we know in the next 10 to 12 years, that's going to change. That's either going to be facial recognition, that's going to be their phone, there's going to be some sort of update with technology. So someone who's always looking at how technology is changing, that's going to be big in, in security because access control, security cameras, credentials, barriers, you, you name it, shot detection, all that's going to be changing. So I would always give advice to someone to look at what's going on in the international side, look at what's going on in the Olympics, look what's going on at the convention, something that's going to still be very unique to your operations. And I think the last one is just working closely together with all the other entities. For me, when I'm in the command center, I treat people with respect. So I really utilize FBI state of Maryland, Prince George's County to my advantage. I'm learning a lot of it as well. One thing that we are very proud of is we installed Stop the Bleed kits in our facility. I never knew how to perform a Stop the Bleed tourniquet on someone, but going through training and understanding the importance of that uh, is a great partnership, you know, as well. And now we utilize that to train our front office staff and our supervisors so they can help us out as well. You know, just really being a people's person, understanding where the industry is going, being calm in this role because you're going to have days where you're here late, you're scratching your head, maybe eating Chinese food and you're like, what am I still doing here? But you're just understanding the, the importance. And I think the last one is having a plan. That's something where I kicked off when I got this job. But it's okay, I'm going to have a plan for two months. I'm going to have a plan for two years. I might have a plan for 20 years. You know, I'm so lucky to be in this role. But I think that's going to be very key. So your management team and your game day staff kind of understand where you're trying to go. Well, Matt, you are an absolute wealth of information. You've given some tremendous advice on the show. Thanks for taking time with us today. I know you're so busy when the season's in play like this. Yeah, no, thank you, Peter. Hopefully I didn't scare people or what we accomplished here. You know, honored to be the first NFL security professional to be a part of your podcast. I think it's very important 
And our goal is to make sure people are safe from ownership to coaches, to players, to employees, to fans overall. I think we do a great job in the NFL to make sure people enjoy the experience, but there is a portion of the safety outside of the parking lots, at the gates, inside the building, and how they leave as well. All right. Well, keep up the good work. And if anyone out there would like to learn more about Matt and his work with the Washington Commanders, click the links in the show notes. We'll be back next week with more expert advice on protecting your business and people. Check out video highlights from today's episode by searching Alert Media on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Have a safe week, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media the industry's most intuitive emergency communication and threat intelligence solution. To learn more about how to protect your people and business during critical events, visit alertmedia.com. Until next time.